Hello and welcome to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting architecture with Lauren Metz. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. So Lauren, before we get into architecture, can you still tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from? Sure. Yes. So I'm a Cookvillian. I was born and raised here. I went to Cookville High School, went through all the middle schools back when there were multiple levels of middle school. Um, left, went east just a couple hours for Maryville College and master's at UT and back in Cookville I came. So Ooh, here I am. Yep. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Your journey's a bit more exciting than mine though. <laughs> well, why did you decide to become an architect? You know, it's funny when I actually think about that, I very late in the game, I will say, okay. um, I was probably halfway through college and I was getting a little frustrated because, you know, up until that point, people are saying, what are you going to do with your life? And we're 19 or 20. And I'm like, I don't know, but this is great. Let me just keep learning and experiencing different things. And it probably wasn't until I came home one summer, eating all my parents' food, sleep until noon. My dad's like, get out. You <laughs> have got to do something. And so he had me come into his architecture firm. My dad's an architect and had me come in and just do some general work filing. Um, but being in that atmosphere, I mean, it didn't even take the summer to be completely inspired and immer immersed in that environment. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. So even though you grew up in an architecture household, it didn't like Never. take to you Isn't until you were funny? older. That is no. really weird. So I remember Chris, my brother and I, dad would have all these cool things, models, uh, sketchbooks, and we would flip through and be like, our dad is so cool. He must be famous. And that was the end of the thought. Anyways, what's over there? The play? <laughs> Never thought about it. Never. Until I actually was in the office and saw exactly what they did. And it was awesome. And it so clicked. it clicked. It did. Were you studying uh, math or engineering in school? I was doing a little bit of math, but that was not because I wanted to. <laughs> I was actually a psychology major. Okay. And before that, undecided. And they just kept pushing me. And so I picked psychology, came home, thought, I'm doing this. But Maryville didn't have an architecture-focused program. So they work with UT a lot, who has undergrad and graduate um, programs. And so I actually got my undergrad in graphic design and fine arts with a math minor, thinking that would set me up properly to apply to the School of Architecture for my master's. Got and it. so that's the route we took. And what about it clicked? Is it that you just love the control, looking at pictures, redesigning things, fixing things? That's a great question. It's probably a little bit of everything. But I know, at least at this point in my life, I've had enough self-reflection. I'm a problem solver. I don't like to create problems. I don't like to be in the drama. I don't. I want to get something and dissolve it. Right. And so I think that has a lot to do with you know, clients come to us every single day with essentially a, a problem. They need they need help. They need design. They need something fixed or or produced. And um, and it is very satisfying to me to be able to go through that process. And I've also found, especially going through different art programs, um, that I can be. I like to create things in my mind and then kind of put them on paper, like the way things fit. Um, not necessarily OCD in certain ways, maybe, <laughs> but I, I really like. Straight lines, thin them, square to square, Tetris. Oh, man, Tetris. Ooh. That kind of a thing. So I think all of that kind of wrapped up um, into this field that I found, luckily. And it's also tangible, too. Like, you can fix the problem and see that it's fixed. Yes. And then be done with it and walk away. Absolutely. You get to, yes, 100%. I think that's one of the most satisfying things about um, this field is 
you get to hear someone's issue or you get to talk to someone about what they foresee or what they envision this, um, whether it's a, a medical facility or a school or their home, they, they close their eyes and they tell me about it. And then it's up to us to kind of create it. And then when you actually see it come to fruition, it's just one of the coolest things. I'm Caroline Moore, and today I'm chatting architecture with Lauren Metz. So you are now working with your father, correct? Yes, I am. And what, where, where's the firm? What's so, the firm? Uh, yep, we work, or I work with him, and it's his firm here in downtown Cookville. It's called AEI. It stands for Architects Engineers Incorporated. And I've been there for six, oh, six years now. Wow. Yep. Uh, and it's over by Crawdaddy's, yep, right? right next to Crawdaddy's. Get well soon. Right. We're temporarily out of our office as well. Just right. so much. So the, much uh, there was like soot and soot, stuff that came mm-hmm. in into your building because of yes. the fire, right? It's And it's so bizarre. So you think, well, you're you're not. It's just soot. And so it doesn't seem like that big of an issue. But, oh, my goodness, I bet there's an eighth of an inch layer of just soot. You can't wipe soot up. A lot of people don't realize you can't clean it just with your hands or a rag. I didn't realize that either. So y'all are out for a while. We're out. Yeah, we're out. No, hopefully not as long as Crawdaddy's. They got a lot more, you know, uh, yes. in-depth renovation. But we're out for, we're hoping to be back next month. Fingers crossed. Now, what's it like working with your dad? Oh, it's so much fun most days. <laughs> <laughs> but he is my father and I definitely take after him. Um, and yeah, so we're a lot alike. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, when he introduced me, he introduces me as Lauren, not his daughter. And I wait to gauge the client. Gage, whoever we're talking to on how they, they uh, interact with my dad. I'm like, he's my dad. <laughs> right. And there's resemblance, too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it truly is a lot of fun. And we are very similar. And it, I think I've been very lucky to have um, this position to step into. And being able to learn from him. Again, our minds work so very similarly. He he's half says a sentence. I already know where he's going. So to get explanation and direction from him from the beginning um, it's been awesome. And I know he must love having you there, too. Yeah, I'm sure he does most days. <laughs> now, what special do y'all have like architecture specialties that you do? Or are you just kind of like a one stop shop, whether people want to do a house or um, a commercial building? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it depends. Um, for the most part, I think it's pretty safe to say we're, we're commercial. We do a lot of churches. We do a lot of banks, multifamily complexes, apartments, things like that. Um assisted living, gosh, I'm sure the list goes, medical facilities, a lot of that type stuff where um, not necessarily small scope, but we shy away from small home renovations just because we're a little bit of a larger workforce, I guess you could say, or something. And so we do, we're really good at producing a lot as opposed to when it comes to renovations, that's something that touches me near and dear to to the heart, (laughs) but not necessarily... It's definitely not a moneymaker, um, and it's a little bit harder to get someone to fin- to see a project through on a small-scale renovation, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, are there any buildings that y'all have done that our listeners might recognize or know? Um, I'm sh- So we're currently working on the police department, the new police department okay. over here on uh, Interstate Drive with a firm out of town, ADG. Um, gosh, this building. Oh, we really? worked on Stonecom, yeah, several years back. I didn't personally do a lot with this, um, but yeah, we did this one in house, um, working on the Crawdaddy's renovation. Okay, that's that's great because you're yeah. right next door. Uh, yeah. It's so convenient. It is, and, and Crawdaddy's <laughs> is near and dear to our heart as well. Just I'm sure because it's so close, but also because it is just amazing. It is so we good. Love it we really there. miss it. Well, it was too. 
Um, we did All Good City Hall. Okay. We got the new Holiday Inn over on uh, Willow and kind of the interstate. Oh, gosh, I'm sure there's more. <laughs> but yeah, there's like a few to name. Yeah. All right. Well, stay tuned. I'll be talking more architecture with Lauren Metz right after this. Hello and welcome back to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting architecture with Lauren Metz. Um, so how many projects are you or your firm juggling right now? I would say active projects. We probably have anywhere from maybe 25 to 30 and that's through the different stages of design. So that's we've got a couple kind of cooking and brewing and we're waiting to hop in and get really hard and heavy on the designs to, you know, three or four or five, six. I don't even oof, that are just <laughs> heavy under construction right now. Okay. And so it's a it's a nice scale, um, but we each do take on several of those projects and, and feel a lot of responsibility. Um, but I think that's a good thing. I think it allows us to take a lot of pride in these projects. It's not like a one-off, send it on to the next, send it on to the next. It's you start with it, you work through the design, go through all the way up to where it's time to bid it to a contractor and get it off the ground. And how do you decide who gets which project? So it's different. Um, a lot of times, if it's big enough, we'll bid it. And so that basically means we'll we'll come up with a full set of drawings, and then we invite co different contractors and different companies to look through the drawings and then bid prices. Oh. Yes. And what kind of things do you have to take into account when building in this area? Is Does Cookville or the Upper Cumberlands have you know, weather or building codes that you always have to take into account that people might not think about? Yeah, I'm sure. You know, Cookville, we've actually separated from Nashville, so we don't have to go through the fire marshal for certain projects. We get to do a lot of that in-house. Um, so we've come become very familiar with uh, Cookville city codes. Um, as far as weather, I mean, we're on the plateau, and so you know a little bit about what that means, but it doesn't, it doesn't hinder or have a huge impact in our design. A lot of times... We do have to consider soils, though, because, you know, we're on top of a lot of caves. We've got bad soils around right. here. And so we have to take a little bit of that into consideration. But other than that, it's pretty typical design. And can you walk us through the process of a client approaching you and how you work with them? Say they come in with, you know, a desire to home renovate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how does that work? OK, so most of the time we'll get we'll just get a call. And so. That initial call, we'll try to field a little bit of information, scale of the project, type of project, who they are, what they're looking for exactly. Um, and then we'll set up a meeting where we'll get a more in-depth. How much do they really need? Is this going to be a pretty large undertaking or is this um, more of a small scale that they that they foresee happening? Um, from there, you just create a proposal. Um, they'll sign off and then we get down and dirty I into the design. So, yeah. And uh, how does budgeting work? Oof. So from an architect's perspective or from our perspective, we typically will budget by the square foot. OK. Um, and then we wait until it goes out to bid or a contractor can get their hands on it. They're they're right in the middle of today's market. They know the prices much better than I would ever claim than any of us would ever claim to know. Um, so we will typically give a client a general square foot. Uh, price for renovation versus new construction versus any of that and so they have an idea in their mind but when it comes down to your project is going to cost this we leave that a lot of that up to the contractor because okay. in the end they are responsible for that work and they will 
be the one the client pays. You know, it's it becomes a, a personal relationship between them that we get to oversee. Got it. I'm Caroline Moore, and today I'm chatting architecture with Lauren Metz. Um, what is your favorite part of the design process? Do you love imagining it, or is it getting in there and knocking down walls? You know, it just depends. So I would think from a professional standpoint, so when we are working with AEI and we're working with clients, I think it is... I love sitting down. I love the initial meeting with the client because their dreams are big. They know a lot of times they know what they want for the most part and they just get to talk and they get to, they want the world and we think we can give it to them. You know, it's the sky's the limit at that, in that moment. Um, And so it's so much fun to, to put your pencil to the paper for the first time um, and just start, you always, we always have to pull it in and, uh, come back down to earth but I really do love that initial schematic phase of circles and scribbling and right. whatever you need to do to get something on paper for them and then I'd also say professionally speaking I like the moment that you know that uh excavator starts digging or you see walls going up and you think oh my gosh it's finally here happening. we go yes seeing it come to fruition is is so satisfying it's and a I- very cool thing and I can imagine a lot of people are coming in right now because they're spending a lot more time at home because of mm-hmm. the pandemic and they're seeing what improvements need to be made or they're just working from home indefinitely and want to change things around. Mm-hmm. So are you doing a lot more renovations or? We are doing a few, yes, but we actually haven't gotten that many small scale renovations. I've heard a lot of people doing that, but I've actually found lately and it might have to do with sing shows on on tv or something like that but a lot of people are doing it themselves and just asking for advice um which honestly i do feel is the way to go as long as you have sound advice and someone looking over your shoulder and it's simple it's not you know a large home renovation but if you just need to move a wall or you need to i don't know move your desk or rearrange furniture change out your lighting or do something that's going to make your home more hospitable to you to spend more time in um you're going to be a lot more proud of it if you do it yourself. I can imagine. <laughs> now, do you like watching those HGV, HGTV shows yeah, or Discovery? Yeah. Or do you come home and you're like, that's the last thing I'm going to look at? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. And on a different day, I might answer differently. But I think for the moment, I, I would say yes. It's just as everyone else feels. It's it's very inspiring to see something come to fruition again to, to get the end goal. And, and, you know, they show it in about 30 minutes. And so when you actually watch it from the beginning to the end, it's a little heartbreaking and wrenching in the end, knowing, oh, man, they make that look so easy. Yeah. <laughs> it takes, takes six months to get that done. Um, but it is very fun to watch the finishes and a pretty shower and, you know, the things that all of our that our eyes are drawn to and make us go, ooh, uh, I enjoy that just as much as someone else. But when it does come down to putting your hammer in to a nail or into a wall, <laughs> That hurts my heart a little bit to see how quickly they can get through it or how quickly it's portrayed. I know. It's, you know, in 30 minutes, you know, <laughs> know. And, then, and then, you know, Chip does the <laughs> architecture, you know, Demo the design, yes. and Joanna just pops in and does the decorating in about 90 seconds. Oh, man. And I, and honestly, I know that it's they're doing so much more than that, too. You know, obviously, they put so much more so to that, much. and they are very talented and so very impressive. Um, but from what the general population sees, it's like, whew, Totally voicing. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> but but I personally love I love renovation. I think I found that's more of my niche. Um as I've as I've uh spent the last 
five years, I guess, going through um, different types of projects. So I, like I said, we don't do a lot of AEI doesn't do a lot of home projects, but I'll grab one and take it to the side and it becomes my second full-time job for a year or so. And then on to the next. Um, so when you, I guess that's probably another reason I do appreciate those shows. I, I love stuff like that. Me too. All right. Coming up more chatting with Lauren Metz about architecture. Welcome back to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore, and today I'm chatting architecture with Lauren Metz. So you mentioned that a project will take six months, a year. I imagine that requires a lot of patience. (laughs) Is that something that comes to you naturally, or did you kind of have to acquire that in the field? Um, Patience, that depends on the day. My mother's a very patient person, but my father is not. And so I think I probably fall somewhere down right in between. Um, But I would say, aside from patience, and what I've learned even through school so I started my started my master's in architecture day one I knew nothing I knew nothing about the actual field of architecture I knew that it was you draw a plan you know I, I didn't really know anything real um, and so I would say the, the two big things that I find are pertinent to this job and and help you become successful is number one you have to have confidence this the field that we're in is so very subjective so little is left to it has to be this way you know, there are certain things like we were talking about for a moment, codes, you got to follow certain rules, but you try to write those three or four things down and you still have a blank piece of paper. Um, and, I, and again, going back to school, like I was saying, is it is all subjective. And so most of what school is, is you taking uh, a program. So they'll give you a paragraph of, as a quote unquote client and they'll say, design this for me. So you just get to design it and they like it or they don't. And half the time they like it because you convince them that they like it. <laughs> So again, confidence, I would say you have to have confidence in what you do. And mm-hmm. and I, humility is probably the other thing. Um, you see a lot of uh, arrogance in this field. And understandably, because like I said, you have to have confidence in what you're doing or you will you will fail. And the client has to trust you. Absolutely. They have to have 100% faith. You know, a lot of times we'll see the client saying, oh, maybe we should rotate in 90 degrees. Or what if we just mirror everything? And I can promise you I've already done that behind the scenes. Or, you know, there's, right. there's certain things you already know. And it's like... Rarely do we ever say no, but sure, of course, we'll explore that. But in in the end, they're going to look to us. Most people do because that's what they pay you for. And they pay you for your expertise and your opinion. Um, So you got to know what's right or at least tell yourself you do know what's best. Got it. And are you able to turn your architect mind off? Because, I mean, you're always (laughs) around buildings or in a building. Are you ever at your friend's dinner party and like mentally rearranging the walls? (laughs) Well, I won't name any names. No. (laughs) Um, You know, again, I think that's a day-to-day thing. I'll find myself driving around town and looking at every single building for one thing or another, or I'll just get to my destination and not have looked around at all. Um, So I think, let me see if I can phrase this right. I feel a lot of what we do um, in architecture is you try to create a space that feels comfortable. You create a space where nobody's thinking about the space. Mm -hmm. You just walk in and it's right and nobody's thinking, why is that wall there? That's when you know you've done your job. Right. So it's one of those odd things where you walk into a space and it feels right and you don't think, why does this feel right? It's just, it feels good. And then you sit down and then you start looking up and you're thinking, why? Oh, yeah, yeah, I see. Okay. So yes and no, I guess. I don't know. There are certain aspects that I definitely I definitely know when I walk into a room and something's off. Yes. yes. I noticed that with sound more than walls, but like yeah. you walk into, you know, a commercial space and the sound is just bouncing off the walls. And I'm like, I've noticed that in a lot of restaurants. Yeah, me too. Is you're trying to have a conversation closer than even we're sitting, you know, six, eight feet apart right now. You're sitting four feet apart from someone and you have to lean in or you have to start talking 
very you have to enunciate and speak a little <laughs> bit you know a little bit louder yes. it's like what isn't this the point of the space is to be able to sit down and talk um, you cannot be sharing juice <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> not these days uh you are listening to the chat i'm caroline moore and today i'm chatting architecture with lauren metz who's also very involved in our community you just joined um the rotary club yes so yes. what's going on there so I've actually joined, it's the Noonday Rotary Club. And so we meet for lunch every Wednesday. And that it actually came about because Chuck Jordan, someone that I know you grew up with as well, mm-hmm. invited me to come speak. And so they'll have a speaker just about every week come and just introduce a new topic to the uh, to the group. And so I came and spoke on behalf of Cookville High School Soccer. So I gave this presentation and talked about the things that we do. Obviously, we play soccer, but there are so many other things we do behind the scenes. And it was really nice to be able to talk about that because not that many people are saying, hey, how's soccer? You how know, the lady cats? Right. <laughs> well, Lauren, how so, is yeah. soccer? How Lauren is the coach of the Cookville High School girls soccer team. Go Lady Cavs. Go Cavs. <laughs> how long have you been coaching? Oh, I think this will be my fifth year. Okay. Maybe sixth. And it will be three or four years as head coach. Oh, I don't even know. It's been a whirlwind. Does 2020 even count? <laughs> oh my gosh. It should, though, actually, for us, because we got a full season in. Yes. Safely, somehow. So, uh, did y'all have Oof. to follow certain requirements? It's hard at practice, but you're outside, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like, yes, there's a bunch of you together, but you're outside and you are spaced out yes. on the field. Yes. So, it's very... Last year was... was it's I'm sure everyone has experienced this, but it was different, and it was very, very difficult. But we are outside, and... Obviously, Tennessee soccer and everyone goes by TSAA. They have protocol. They have things that you can print out, you can post, and you can follow to be safe. And so we did all of those things and then some. But soccer's so hard. It is a team sport yeah. to, an, to an extent. Um, but the girls were great last year. They We broke into small groups, you know, less than five. or I can't remember what the recommendation was at the time. We did our own workouts, and we came together safely um, and kept our distance to uh, do things together. But, uh, yeah, it was it was difficult, especially getting into preseason, because especially as a, as a girl, or, you know, we were both we both grew up in high school. And as a female, it is so very important. The camaraderie is just yes. important as a sport. Oh, my um, gosh. You remember it forever. Forever. Now, how was the season? How did you do? Did you uh, play? I don't know how yep. it works. Although yeah, I yeah. was a soccer manager. <laughs> you were a senior. Lauren yep. was a senior. I was a freshman. Right. I was a soccer manager oh, with that igloo. That's awesome. <laughs> igloo was a jam. Um, yes. So uh, what did you ask? Sorry. The, how did the season go? How did y'all, oh, yes. did y'all rank? Okay. So it just so happened. Preseason ended. Um, and that's just a, a period of time before we get into games where we just get to, to build as a team. So right at the end of preseason, they lifted the no contact, which was, I mean, there's no time like the present, right? And right. so we were able to jump in. We had almost an entire full season. Wonderful. Yes. And so the way that it works is you basically, you go through the season, you play your district games, you play non-district games, and you get ranked. And then you go through a period of districts, the district tournament, the region tournament, the state tournament. And so state is really what you hold really high and you say, that's our goal, or at least the girls typically do. And so we made it, uh, we came out first in our, first in the district, second in the region, and made to substate we lost in our substate game 1-0 actually got covid and missed that game oh <laughs> so i said so my god sorry. No, was Double okay. devastation. I know. <laughs> no um we actually had an incredibly safe season though and i'm so impressed i think mm-hmm. it, it wasn't until the very very end we had any type of scare or uh, anything like that so uh, but yeah, I got to sit in the car and coach from the phone. I had some people stuff in for me, oh but, my but the girls did wonderful. I had such an incredible group last year, and I'm excited for the future. But. And that's all thanks to your dedication. Yeah, uh, a lot of people's dedication, yeah. I would say. Where can people find your firm? Where Where's AEI, oh, yes. and how, or how can they call? So, well, we have... <laughs> 
it's a little difficult right now because we're not in our office, but um, we have a website. It's so like I said, we're AEI Architects Engineers Incorporated. So our website is www.architectureenginc.com. Um, phone number 931-528-6516. If you guys have any questions or need any uh, design work, give us a call. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in to chat, Lauren. And I hope you all have a great rest of the week. Yes, it's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Cheers.